This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be on The Bachelor? Well, I'm here with Mel Taven, an indie rock musician, singer-songwriter based out of Brooklyn, New York, and her musical roots go back to when she was a small child playing the piano, listening to classic rock on road trips, and later skipping class to teach herself guitar in her dorm room. She attended the prestigious Berklee College of Music in Boston, and her new single, Fall Hard, is now streaming on all services. I just listened to it on Spotify, and it was awesome. Oh, thank you. So, welcome, Mel. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so pumped. I'm pumped. Thank you for the nice, warm introduction. We're so excited to have you. Um, so we just like kick things off with some quick questions. So, um, dogs or cats? Dogs. Guitar or piano? Guitar. Cake or cookies? Cake. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Beer or wine? Wine. Bachelor or bachelorette? <clears throat> Bachelor, because there's more drama. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Can you talk to me about getting involved with Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart? Um, how did that all go down? Uh, I, was, I was never really under the impression that it was going to be a Bachelor franchise show to begin with. So um, that was like kind of in, later into the process and I was like, all right, well, let's try it. I feel like I... I I've never really been part of the nation, to be honest. <laughs> I watched, the last season I watched was um, Ari's season with uh, Becca and Lauren. And that happened to be like one of my days off and my friends are part of the nation. So, you know, <laughs> um, but every single time I would watch a Bachelor Nation show, all my friends would be like, you need to go on this because you'd be so entertaining. And I was like, well, if I went on it, I would go because I'm Asian. And I want to represent, you know. So I eventually just looked at it as, you know what, you, why would you say, like, I'm in no position to say no to most things. You know what I mean? Like, who am I? Know thyself. Um, so I figured, let's just do it. When are you going to get an opportunity to do something like this ever again? And, you know, you're going to learn from it. And that's basically how I got involved. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Why not? Wow, cool. Can you talk about the casting process? Was there like an audition portion? You said you didn't realize it was a Bachelor thing beforehand. Was it just like posted on backstage? Um, no, I was reached out via Instagram. Um, cool. I think that a lot of them were like just looking for people in New York that were musicians. Um, and yeah, there's audition processes for it. I don't know what it's like for other Bachelor shows. Um, I have no idea, but yeah, you audition with a few tunes and you get interviewed and all the good stuff. They want to make sure you're semi-legit, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's a process. It's a process. Yeah. Can you talk about going to LA, being in like the bachelor house? What was it like that first day that you were there? Mm kind of numb to be honest I don't think any of us actually remember the conversation we had with Chris Harrison before going into the mansion I think we all kind of blacked out a little bit um it's very surreal it's very strange because when you get to the mansion they really just throw you into it 
cameras are in your face, like the whole nine yards. So it's, it's a weird, oh my God, I'm here right now, along with the juxtaposition that like you're being completely watched and completely heard and you know, there's a mic on you and you feel weird. And also like, am I standing up straight? Also, like you're just very <laughs> conscious of yourself, but you're also hyper. It's like a huge sensory overload where you're super aware of your surroundings, but you also can't really, none of it is, all of it is uneven and unfamiliar terrain. So you really don't know what you're doing and you have to act like you know what you're doing. It's horrible. It's kind of like the first day at a new high school. Oh God. Yeah. That sounds yeah. pretty stressful. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you just gotta, you know, luckily we're all performers. So we were able to just be like, the show must go on curtain call in 10 Liza, but it's a hard, <laughs> I can't imagine what it'd be like if I wasn't used to being, you know, in front of people. Up on stage all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't, yeah. And even this was different than being on stage because it's very like interactive and very like in your face. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Can you talk about um, some of the other players? Like, do, do you still talk to people? When was this filmed? Because we saw it during quarantine, but obviously I, it filmed a lot, long time before. February-ish. Oh, wow. Okay. But the whole process is a few months, you know? It takes a while to be interviewed, and then you have to go through, you know, paperwork and all that stuff. So it's, we're at the point where you actually see the show, people are already pretty dedicated. They're invested in the process. So um, even though the show was a few episodes and even though you saw like a, a chunk of time, everybody had really been just invested in the whole entire thing for months before that. So that's why people are very passionate on the show. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, I, it was yeah. exciting to just see the season finale. So I'm curious like how it'll move forward, especially in this kind of weird world. I know. I have no idea. I really don't know. I know I have a lot of people in my life and a lot of friends in my life who do work in TV, specifically unscripted television, and it doesn't sound like it's a pumped up place to work right now. Yeah. But, you know, people figure it out. People have been um, really applying themselves and finding solutions within their companies, and, you know, I'm sure it will be the same for reality television. Mm. Yeah. Can you talk about your work? What are you doing right now in quarantine? Um, what's happening with your music? You just released a new single. Yes, I released Fall Hard. Very exciting. Um, that's been a single that I've been working on for like, it was written 10 years ago. So awesome. it's kind of cool to have something where you're like, yeah, it's still applicable. I still dig it. I'll release it. Um, that was really oh, big. Cool. Yeah, it was a really big personal accomplishment because I've been through so much since that song has been written and so to be able to still relate with it in a sense um after such an amount of time it it was cool the it was seriously a, a big moment for you know just like my heart in general mm -hmm. um but right now I'm honestly taking a lot of time to read and educate myself about the things of the world I'm trying to be a little bit more proactive with, um, you know, COVID relief and checking in with the people in my life as well as, because music is something musicians do all the time. So I could totally, I mean, I think it goes without saying I've been doing music, but um, as far as my free time goes, it's been a lot of 
practicing self-patience and encouraging a little bit more positivity when, you know, it's a lot of negativity in the world, trying not to look at my phone a lot, um, being careful about what I listen to in music and being very just picky, you know, being doing everything with intention is something that I've been really trying to practice. Um, you know, like it gets to a point where if I cook something, I'll take the time to plate it. And I found that that like, I benefit from that because there's so much you can't control right now. At least that's how I feel. I feel like I can't control jack shit right now for my French. Am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so when I do have little moments like that, I really take it for, you know, what it is. So that's basically in a nutshell what I've been doing. Yeah. yeah. How has it been being in Brooklyn? I'm, I'm from Manhattan, so I kind of get oh, okay. the city thing. Our city is decimated. How has it been? Uh, have, have you been affected at all? Are you safe? In, in are you in Brooklyn right now? Um, or are you in Manhattan? I just left. I'm in California right now, but oh, nice. I, actually, I actually had COVID. Um, oh, you did? Oh my gosh. It. Yeah, it was awful uh, for five weeks. Um, and so now I've just left um, and gone back to California. But um, oh, how, wow. how have you been? Like, how is, how is your community in Brooklyn been? I'm glad you're healthy now. Yeah, um, I actually have been fortunate enough to be quarantining in the woods in Connecticut right now. Oh, good. Okay. Uh-huh. Which has been really good. Um, but as far as the people I've been speaking to in Brooklyn and in New York, it, the beginning was a little rough because everybody was really panicking, you know, like yeah. resources weren't being made. Like when you went to the grocery store, I have a friend that went to the grocery store and the only produce they had was like Korean pears. Yeah. Which is weird, but you know, I guess people don't like Korean pears in the <laughs> pandemic. Um, but it was little things like that. And, and I think that panic really struck once like Amazon Prime wasn't delivering. <laughs> He was like, oh my God, if they're not delivering in New York, you know something's wrong. People really rely on things like Amazon Prime. And so um, I think now everything's, everybody's started to acclimate, you know, stores are starting to tap into their own resources. I think that everyone is kind of getting, getting into the groove of things. But now with the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests, I think that it's caused a little bit more of a hectic familiarity that everybody had in the city, specifically at the beginning of COVID. So I think that a lot of people are just trying to acclimate as best as they can to the surroundings that they're in. Um, the people that I'm friends with are trying to be proactive and positive. Um, but, you know, Brooklyn specifically is known as a borough to unite and be strong and represent a stronger part of New York as best they can. So I think that that's exhibited today just as much as it has been in the past. That's great. Yeah, I know um, there are a lot of uh, protests right now happening, like, or started to happen right out of Brooklyn, like from the get-go. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And now it's moved through the, some of the more of the other boroughs, um, which mm -hmm. is great. Yeah. But how long have you been in the woods in Connecticut for? Uh, I think it's been, I think we crossed the two month mark. Oh, wow. Okay. 
which is I've, weird. Someone had said that to me. How was your two months then? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Two months and what? And they're like, <laughs> quarantine. I was like, it has not been two months, but it really, it's been so long. I, I literally was able to come here the day after I got laid off. Oh, okay. I made proactive strides um, yeah. to do so because it wasn't a very good day, but you know, you got to make things happen for yourself. So luckily my roommate's parents live in Connecticut and that's how we were able to be here. I'm very grateful. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, I'm glad you're able to keep safe and get out of the city for a little bit. It's, it's good to be. Yeah. My lungs have never been happier to be honest. <laughs> that's awesome. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you been taking advantage of like Connecticut, all the forests around you and hiking or yeah, I've been taking advantage of it. It's really put my life into perspective. Um, I don't hug enough trees, you know what I mean? So it was, it's been good to just literally just cleanse and detoxify from the tension and the craziness that you have when you live in New York City. It's really insane. And it's known and people talk about it, but when you're living <laughs> it, you don't realize, oh my God, I'm like stressed all the time. And yeah, what I is don't have any money rate? ever. And yeah, you're very like tunnel visioned. And you know, it's, it's hard to, once you get a place and once you get like a grip on things, it's hard to let go and have an open mind on some things because you're like, if I have an open mind, I die. But like, it's <laughs> hard to... <laughs> It's hard to just let go. And I think that just my personal experience in quarantine, being in the middle of nowhere and, and just kind of chilling and, and being around nature and being, giving myself an opportunity to practice that self-patience that my, you know, shrink has been pounding into me for years and years and years <laughs> has been really good for me. So I'm, I'm grateful in that. I do understand that not everybody has that opportunity. So yeah thank you bell um, you bet so we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor jubilance for pms it's a daily supplement that helps you be you jubilance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of pms that means less stress anxiety and more of getting back to your life you deserve to be your best self all month long and thanks to modern science pms is now optional it's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed studies. And it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. Jubilance isn't just a product. It's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilance Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. And something we always ask on this podcast is if you could give one piece of advice to any woman you just met or, or a friend that you've had forever, um, what would that piece of advice be? And it can be really about anything. Um, speak your truth, speak the truth, um, have a good head on your shoulders. Make sure you know that when people look at you, you need to represent you to the best form. So make sure you figure out who you are and what you stand for. Don't ignore that because that's what people see in you, whether you like it or not. 
um, write everything down, fucking read. Um, and just remember that you can't control what other people do. You can only control what you do. And at the end of the day, that's what you come down to is what you do, not what you want other people to do. Mm-hmm. So take full responsibility and hold yourself accountable and treat other women the way that you want to be treated. Cause whether we like it or not, we represent women, period. I am a woman. I, I identify myself as a woman. I represent you just as much as you represent me. And I think that that accountability is so important in order to get anything done in order to make any point. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think that's great. I think mm-hmm. thinking about like who we are as women and um, keeping ourselves accountable. Um, mm-hmm. Great advice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you can't expect other people to respect you if you don't, express respect I mean self-respect is a whole other conversation but you can't I can't expect you to or the men in my life for example to respect me if I don't express respect towards other women in my life too you know so it's really important that we keep everything pretty tight and you know we call other women things that we want to be called like it kind of drives me nuts when other women call each other bitches or when other women call each other sluts, even in like a comedic kind of sense. It's like, if you say it, then you're allowing other people to say it. And the point is to not say something like that at all. You know, if you don't like being called that, or if you don't like it when other people are being called it, no matter what the sense is, don't do it. Hold each other accountable. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, that's a, that's a good practice to, to put, to put into, put into life. Mm-hmm. Um, Mel, is there anything else you'd like to add to our listeners? I don't know. Um, what's next? What's next with your music? I mean, I'm not sure. I'm actually, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm looking at two other releases, but, um, I have been going into the process and like the just conflict in my mind, like any other creative where I'm like, should I go a different direction? And now that you know, in quarantine, I feel like a lot of my other creative friends are doing a lot of self-reflection. And unfortunately, all we're doing is thinking when we already think enough. Um, And so it's a lot of like, what am I doing? What do I want? Um, And so right now, I'm just kind of figuring out what what kind of message do I want to give out? Because now it's a little bit more poignant. And now people are actually paying attention, you know? So it's like, okay, well, should I write all new brand new material should I you know so it's a lot of just looking inside myself and listening to others and I've written a lot in this time frame and hopefully something good will come out of it but at the end of the day you know I think what musicians specifically need to remember is that you need to just be proud of the product that you release and it should make you feel good about yourself and help make that one person feel good too. I'm still in that phase where if my song touches one person, then I'm good, seriously. Um, I know a lot of other musicians that aren't, but I always constantly remind myself, especially when I release music or when I write music at any point in time of that process, I always remind myself that I was once that guy and I still find myself being that guy. So. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of releasing music, that has kind of kind of been my forefront of things. Um, 
the main thing about fall hard is to keep loving no matter how hard you fall. So you can be completely shattered, but the desire to still want to love and be loved is always going to be there. You could be totally hurt and totally jaded, but at the end of the day, that's all we really want is to be loved and to, to really, really love. In order to do that, you have to like fall really hard. You don't fall in love with your partner because you're like, yeah, I guess I love them. No, you fell really hard for that person and they did you too. So it's like, at the end of the day, what love is, is you falling hard for each other and you're helping each other pick up the pieces to form a whole unit. Um, and I think it's really important right now. Someone recently said to me the other day that there's three different people in the world right now. There's the healthy, the ill, and the dying. Oh. Just simple as that. There's just three different people, three different categories in the whole entire world, and that's what they are. And so if you're blessed enough to be healthy or become healthy, it's your duty to be kind to the rest of humanity, be kind to people around you, be kind to yourself, because that's what you owe the other two, right? So my over overall consensus for anything and any conversation that I've been having is to remind people of that. Like if you have the opportunity, be kind, mm. no matter what, if there's a global pandemic, if there's a civil rights movement, anything. Yeah, I think that's great. And really with fall hard, I, I think that's like you said, that's what we need right now. We need that love in everything that we do, whether it's mm -hmm. with this pandemic or whether it's with the protests and the police and Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter, and being a woman. Um, yep. I think like the language that you're choosing to find with your songs and with your music is so timely. And um, I can't wait for your two other releases that are coming. Yay! Thank you so much for listening and supporting. I really yeah. appreciate it. And how can viewers find you and keep listening to your music? Honestly, I'm most active on the gram. Awesome. Um, Twitter is a thing too. Um, but if you go onto my Instagram, my, you know, website's on the bio thing and, you know, we're streaming everywhere. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so <laughs> yes. much for being on today. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Wow, we loved having you. And I just have to say one thing about our sponsor. Sure. Um, we have, uh, we're sponsored by Jubilance, a supplement that helps with anxieties, stresses, and the irritabilities of PMS. So. Also, all those things that you need right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Hopefully. we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, yes. We'll see you next week for another fabulous female. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on.